Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, uh, here we go, ready? <clears throat> we really need a haircut, I think. Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> you just do it in your... I think it looks good. Mate, haircut. you can't cut more of no, that you off. Haven't, you haven't got many. <laughs> I was going to shave it. No, I was just, yeah. Don't shave it, boy. No, I was going to get a haircut today, but maybe I'll just shave it all off. <laughs> Okay, do that. Yeah, yeah. Are you telling Danny and I? Yeah, I was just thinking out loud. <laughs> Go in the plug route. Would you plug? No, yeah. No, I've got uh, dignity. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get the plug route either. No, uh, Danny, I've got a question for you before we kick things off. Why are you called Badger? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't, can you not say? What I just it? got a message from our good buddy... Uh, Hugo Monier, who um, who sent me a message saying, uh, ask Danny why he's called Badger. You can't say it? No. I, what we should what do. What is it? What is it? <laughs> he can't. He can't say, hold on. I'm just going to give Hugo a quick call. Here we go. FaceTime. FaceTime. Definitely okay, should we, FaceTime. Let, let's FaceTime. Here we go. We're going to FaceTime Hugo Monier. Here we go. Hold on one second. Times in Japan. Like, I mean, what's he doing anyway? <laughs> yeah! Hey! <laughs> 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 Quietly, boy. What's going on, boy? Well, mate, we're obviously doing a podcast. What do you think? We're like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> here, buddy. Look at, look at intensive. Hey, you go. Um, so, uh, Danny won't explain why he's called Badger. Who <laughs> explain? <laughs> I've got so much on this boy, so if, if he says anything. <laughs> um, I'm not sh- I mean, I'm well placed to explain it, but I'm just not sure if I can. That's <laughs> so intriguing. Hey, we're FaceTiming you all the way from Japan at the moment. Um, okay, you go. Uh, he knows get, he's in Japan. Hey, he? uh, listen, yeah, hey, but the listeners might know. You go, if you could say the three things to describe Danny, how would you describe him in three words? Delicious. Mm-hmm. Would be number one. Um, a good person. Yeah, love that's that. three words. So. Three words. That's yeah, four. good person. No, but You're three things: good now. person, delicious. One more. Um, um, honest. Oh, I love honest. that family man. <laughs> family man. He's a family man. We. Fa- he's just a family man. Yeah, family, friends, charity. And and who was a better rugby player, you or him? Danny was one of the most naturally talented players I ever played with. Oh, oh God, are we all going to make out? What is yeah. this? <laughs> this is, uh, In your dreams. This Jamie. is unbelievable. Oh, is this uh, no, you don't have to do it. Hey, you go. We miss you, buddy. Bye bye. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We've got Danny Care with us, and that was just Hugo Monnier on FaceTime. Are, do, are you guys best buds? You and Hugo? Yeah. He, when I moved, I moved down to London, like I said, when I was 19, he kind of took me under his wing. He was Mr. London. Um, 
Exploit. Or so he thought. Yeah. <laughs> he went, hey, Danny, I'm Mr. London. Yeah, he actually tarnished me a lot. I was a nice lad before I came. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> I came and then he took you on his wing. He took me into the ring, showed me the lights, showed me the big bright lights of London, and yeah, I've never looked back. It's, right, it, no, it it's interesting, sense. right, because that, that rugby culture, I, you know, I think football, everything has... Do you have uh, what I like to call, like, initiations when you go into, like, your... So when you're playing for Harlequins or Leeds or going to England, what initiations are there? So it's normally the classic singer-song. You make your first cap. You sing a song so in front of everyone. In front of the, yeah, it's normally on the team bus somewhere like either sacred. They call it sacred. Either in the changing room after a game, or on the team bus on the so way. So those are the sacred places. Yeah, you are the, kind of the places that obviously TV cameras and everything gets to see so much now. They get so much access mm. to to the players. Uh, and the teams, but one thing they probably don't see, you see a bit of the change rooms now, they've got these change room cameras in there, but mm. you know, on a team bus, the moments after a game where you're having a few beers and singing some songs, like that's the kind of sacred places they mm. say that just, you've made memories with those lads that are in the room. Um, they should stay in the room, which they often don't. Wait, they've yeah. got cameras in the changing rooms? They put cameras in the changing rooms now the so they can of that? see you changing. Yeah, because, like, you know, b before the like, game... Uh, or they like to see the coaches. They like to see everything. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. people now want more and more and more, right? They want to see everything. I want more. Yeah. In the bathrooms. Yeah, I want to see it. I just want to see it all. Uh, show it to the me. Shower's gone. Um, so what song did you have to pick? So, so I did... After I played in It's the, Raining the, Men. <laughs> I, do, I do do that well. I did, uh, I did Lean On Me. Um, which is a kind of my classic karaoke song, and I did it after the game, and you get abused. Did you take it seriously? Oh, Everyone stops talking. You know, I'm love, trying to sing. I love. I'm not prepared, and then just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. A, I don't mind a sing song. So I did lean on me, and you get hammered from the back. So like all the older boys will be throwing shit at you, abusing you, and if you actually get through that and hold the tune, you're kind of accepted. But I remember that there was getting bananas thrown at me, beers, all sorts. <laughs> Lads, and then the week later, when I was starting for the game, making my debut, I was wearing the same tracksuit top, and we we're just facing the hacker. And I looked down, and I had all this banana on me, <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of lightened the mood for me. I wasn't as so, as Wait, scared as the so hacker. So when they're was that. when they're doing the hacker, you're not like, well, what, maybe we should do something back to them. Do you not feel, or is it a bit Just like a being, What would you, you do back? What do you mean? Morris stuff. What do you think you'd do back to I them? Know, I know, but I was always to think, like, God, what, what would it be feel like to have someone doing the hacker? You'd feel like you have, you should do something back. But what could the English, what can you do? What could you do? You can't. The biggest thing about they say in rugby sport Morris is that dancing. <laughs> Morris starts back to that. Yeah, that would be and that would be amazing if you started Morris dancing back. It's interesting, right, Danny? Because you know, do you think that gives the All Blacks the un unfair advantage at the beginning of a game? I think it's one of them. It's it's their culture. It's tradition. It's kind of their their history and they're like laying down the challenge. So I think the first time you experience it, it's, it is it's fairly daunting, especially as a younger bloke, but. You kind of, I think it kind of also can pump you up as a team, give mm. you a bit of motivation that, you know, they're doing this dance, right? Let's let's get into them, sort of thing. At the but start. they care too much. Actually, <laughs> yeah. it makes me... the problem is, <laughs> yeah, the problem you're is, losers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what are you doing? Sticking get... their tongues out. <laughs> yeah. So lame. Fucking... Come on. But you say all these things, you're like, right, as soon as they've done the hacker, let's fucking get stuck into them. And then you're 20 points down after five minutes every game. Man, they're, they're just so quick. They're just, like, I, I mean, Relentless. I, they're relentless. relentless. They're, they're, yeah, they are relentless, aren't they? But they are. It's like Sonny Bill Williams. I mean, he can offload from any, anywhere. How does he do that? He, he is, he's a freak. He, he can do everything in the game. It's, it's actually not fair 
people like him get to play against people like me because I can't tackle. You can't tackle him. Is he that big? He's huge. <laughs> is he really He's huge? huge. <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever? Have you ever? Did you try a few times. Yeah. So yeah, the the my best ever claim to fame, I think, is I tackled Jonah Lomu once. Did you? Yeah, I was playing for Leeds. He was playing for Cardiff. Um, and he broke through the line. I was 17, 65 kilos dripping wet, like nothing about me when I was young. And they played me. I was on the bench of this game, came on. Joan Lomi broke through the line, looked at me and genuinely laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's running straight at me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what's what are you thinking in this way? What do you so think? I was bricking it, genuinely bricking it. And I thought, right, one chance. One yeah. chance I'm going to get to tackle Joan Lomi. I've got to try. I can't run out of the way. I can't run and hide behind my mum. So, family man. Family man, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I went as low as I possibly could, kind of slid down, grabbed hold of an ankle. He carried me for about 10 metres, looked down again, smiled at me, and jumped down onto the floor. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I've done it. Tackles, I've done it. Is there footage Jonah. of this? I have a picture on my Facebook. Yeah. Really? Oh, mate, that's Jonah. epic. Yeah, yeah. So that was obviously, he, he is rugby. You know, as yeah. when, when I was growing up, he changed the game of rugby completely. He is the biggest name ever to yeah. play rugby. It's obviously, so yeah, sad been that able he's to not around Yeah, now, dude, so sad that that happened. It's so yeah. weird how things like that can happen yeah, to Yeah, he struggled with some some pretty bad illnesses and yeah, yeah. unfortunately lost lost his fight. But yeah, he's he's a hero to him. Mate, and he, always will be. A legend. Yeah. Mate, when a, I was, he is a legend. When I was yeah. younger, he was a legend because he was what? He was like 19 stone around the 100 in 10-5. I mean, he was yeah. just, you know, six foot five, whatever yeah. he was. And no one had ever seen anything like him. That's the thing. They'd seen quick players. They'd seen nippy players. They'd seen big players, but they hadn't seen big players who can run over the top of you and also run around you. He was he was a freak. So for you, Dan, if you have to go to back into your like archive in your mind <clears> and say to yourself, what is your what is your best moment? What is the moment you go? And it can be a completely self-involved. It can be anything. Your best moment, but also your worst moment that you've experienced in your whole career. What would that be? Uh, best moment, I think making my debut in New Zealand was amazing, but we, we won the league with Harlequins in, in 2012. Um, a long time ago now for since we've had a trophy, but... It was because I'd been with these lads since I was like 19. That camaraderie together, yeah, man. Like, Jesus. We were all best mates. We kind of all grew up together, went through like living in London, going out together. Mr. London, Hugo yeah, Monier was there. Mr. Monier <laughs> was leading the charge. We kind of all grew up together. And there was a kind of group of about nine or ten of us young lads who kind of all came into the team at once. Um, they also signed Nick Evans, like an amazing fly half. He was the glue, but us young sort of lads, a lot of them through the Queen's Academy, so they were all homegrown. I'd come from Leeds, but we grew up together. We we played, you know, we'd train every day with each other. We'd go out every night for, for meals, go out for drinks, and we was best mates doing it. So then we when we won the league, it's just kind of a, you know, that was the best feeling for me in my career, lifting that trophy, seeing Chris yeah. Robshaw lift the trophy, because you kind of felt really a part of it. Sometimes it when, that. when you play for England, you, it's, it's a bit, bit alienated. You're not, you're not quite, yeah. You shop and change all the time, but these lads are the guys you spend most of your life with. I see them more than yeah. I see my family, you know, so. There he is, family man. I am a family <laughs> man. So I try as much as I can to, to be with the family. <laughs> but, you know, you've grown up with them. You've gone through so many experiences with them, good and bad. Yeah. And then when you, you finally get that trophy in your hands, it, 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 was, it was amazing. Vindication. Yeah, and what's what's the what's the worst moment? Oh, there's there's been a few. Um, you know that Wales 
Man, that was bad for check me. Him, well. Checking my phone after, after <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seeing a tweet did, from me, that did, prick. Did you know who Jamie was before he tweeted? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. I think there was I think there was a girl involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Lucy uh, Lucy Watson dated one of your buddies. Yeah, and, Jordan. And, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he was who, there on the night. Who, uh, who I met, Jordan, the other day. Who One of the nicest guys. Yeah. He, he and he was actually. I don't think he would mind. Like he was one of the guys who you know he got injured. Yeah, and, yeah. and and unfortunately he didn't quite go what he yeah, planned no, for him. His body was a mess, and he and it, another one where he just kept because he's the type of guy he is. He just kept playing. His hip was destroyed, but and kept, he just played through it. Kept having injections, playing because he wanted to play with the team, play with the boys. Oh man, it happens when he was twenty six, twenty seven. Had to retire. Yeah, only got two England caps. Should have had fifty odd. Um, but yeah, he's he's now coaching in the school, yeah, yeah. school doing really well. So, but it's interesting, right? This is what I want to know more because if you get, and I know Danny, it's boring for you because you probably have to uh, get asked these questions all the time. But just because we love it, I know all the listeners who love you would love it. When you're when you're around the scrum, you scrum half. What kind of chat is going on? What? Because I would be a fucking little wanker. I would be yeah. the most annoying little thing, like just da 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 to them the whole night. Do you talk or do you just kind of keep it? I, I, I think I used to talk. I used to be. I bet you did. I bet you used to be. I, I, I used to be a bit chopsy. I think when you're kind of trying to make your way in there, trying to be respected by other teams, you, you, you do give it out a little bit. And I was young and chopsy and probably a bit arrogant. Um, and I think, but I think you kind of have to be sometimes on a rugby field. You have to be confident. You have to believe mm. in yourself. Um, and some lads do give chat. I remember just Justin Marshall, obviously New Zealand scrum half. Oh my god! He signed for Leeds, so I was kind of an understudy to him. So I'd watch him play and learn from him. But his chat was just brilliant. People would give him, be giving him shit. Oh Marshall, you shit, you passed it. And he'd go, "Turn around, mate." And they go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Turn around," because I don't have a fucking clue what your name is. And it- <laughs> 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 he said, oh but you obviously God. don't mind and <laughs> things like that, you know. So I, I, I have used that one before. Oh um, my God, man! It's just I tell you what's amazing. But the thing is, what is so strange about you, Danny? Danny, you're you're 31 years old, right? 32. Now. You're 32. Mm. So yeah, we're 30, turning 31. But you have lived a life already, which is so bizarre. People forget that you know. Uh, you know, people, you know, you retire from rugby or whatever age, but you know, you, you sort of, the oldest people playing rugby are like 36, 37, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, you know, 36, 37 is kind of this sort of age where people sort of go, but that Who's is the oldest. Uh, the oldest at Harlequins, we've got uh, probably 35. The oldest ever to, oh, the play, oldest to ever. play for England. Um, I think, Martin know, Johnson. No, Jason Leonard. Jason Leonard Jason was Leonard. 37. 37. I think Rory, Rory Best, the Ireland captain now, is 37 at a World Cup. Yeah, wasn't 30, is, wasn't Martin, Martin Johnson like 38 he or might, something? He might have been. Yeah, so some guys do do play for longer. I think the game is changing a bit more now and I don't think you'll see as many people lasting that long because yeah. of how physical it is. But... I've been very lucky with injuries. I know I'm injured at the moment, but I haven't had any yeah. sort of career-changing ones. Um, do you know what you should do, Danny? You should you should go into like commentating. You'd be, that's what I'm you'd trying. be class yeah, 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 at that. Yeah. Can, can, you'd I be can, so yeah. good at that. So I'm try, I, I do I do a BBC podcast. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. I know you do. It's called I the Rugby Union Weekly, and we, we'd love to have you guys on. Oh, so. yeah. mate, big shout out. Go All of you listeners, go and check out. Join the, the World Cup. Uh, what's what's the podcast called? Rugby Union Weekly. Podcast. Rugby Union Weekly. Go and check it out now. Uh, with a go and not right now because you're listening to this one, but you know, later after this. After, after this, just go and download check. them both. Just <laughs> download them both. But Danny, that's what you should do, man. Because that would be great. Because also, this is what I want to know. England are in the World Cup at the moment, right? They're out in Japan. Uh, they're doing pretty well. We have got ten points. We got Argentina. Uh, well, as we're talking, this we've got Argentina on the weekend. What are our chances? 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I generally think England could go all the way. I think they could bring home the trophy. I think the, the problem for them is they, they're probably going to face New Zealand in the semi-final. And I do think whoever wins that game will win the World Cup. Shit, are we facing in the semi-final? Yeah, we will. I think we'll, if, I think we'll, win, we'll win these next two games. We'll play Australia? Australia in the quarters. I think we'll beat them, but New Zealand are on our side of the group, so we can't, we can't miss them before the final. Mate, they're so good. They are good. They are good. They just they just offload it every time. As you say, in a World Cup, and they have shown the past few years that you can beat them. They're not unbeatable anymore. So on a one-off game, I think the boys 100% can can beat them. I just think they, if they're on top top form, which they're looking all right at the moment, if you catch them on a good day, it's going to be very hard to stop. But one-off game, England could do it, and England get to final, probably play South Africa or Wales, maybe or Ireland. What is the secret? Why is that? Why is New Zealand? What is their secret? I think it's just they're born. They're born with it, but then they're born and they put get a rugby ball. Wrong. They just fucking you have it and they just go. Everything is so fast. It is, but they, they live and breathe it, so they don't really have football over. They do a bit, but like over here, it's it's football, it's cricket, it's rugby, mm. probably second and third over there, it's rugby. Like that's. Yeah. That's the sport. So you grow up, you play rugby, you play rugby union, you play rugby league, um, and it's in their DNA. It's in mm. the, it's in their life from from day one. Uh, they all want to grow up and be an All Black. Over here in England, I want to play, play for Sheffield Wednesday. I thought you want to play for Sheffield Wednesday. I would like to play for Sheffield Wednesday. I want to grow up and play for Sheffield Wednesday. Was that a North, was that a yeah, North, a Northern, Northern accent? Uh, da- Danny, what do you want to be? I want to play for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> that's, that's, quite good. that's quite good, that's wasn't good. it? So you think if we if we get past, if we face them in the semi-final, we could actually do this. We could get to the final. We could, could go Yeah, I, I generally think we can. Uh, I think it's the most open World Cup there's ever been. Um, in that, I think five or six teams could generally Ooh. win this one. First tournament over in Asia, which is amazing. Who's and the wild card? Do you think? Well, Japan. Japan. Hey, Japan. Are freaking. They're, they're, yeah. They're what, are the odds, what are the odds on Japan? Oh, you might have a. Yeah, Why but, are you? He's going to bet. You're not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a 21 grand on Japan to win. Look at him thinking about I like, it. I like a long shot. <laughs> Danny, can I ask you another controversial question? Cipriani. Yep. Uh, I know he's a buddy of yours. Uh, uh, well, I think he's. I'm assuming he's a buddy of yours. Yeah. Um, why, you know, he won Premiership Player of the Season. Why is he not? In, I sound like I'm like like putting you in an interview. It's not meant yeah. to be this way. But I'm just interested. Why is he not in the squad? I think the problem is in in front of him. You've got Owen Farrell, who's the captain, and you've got George Ford, who's sixty odd caps. Those two have been such good servants for England over the past few years. It's hard to. Mm. You know, is that a, really what it is? It's hard to have a case where you say he deserves to be in more than them. He couldn't have done more last year. <clears throat> Player of the year voted by his peers and by the media. Like he had an unbelievable season. So why wouldn't you put that in the squad? If you if you I, were managing, if I was it, him, I'd have, I'd have taken him, um, and I would have taken. I wouldn't have taken one of the bat threes. So yeah. I think they kind of maybe went an extra one of there. But the problem is with with Danny. He he creates so much, so much media attention, and 
every single question to Eddie is, oh, why is Danny not in the team? Why is Danny Cipriani not in the team? He should be playing. And Eddie won't have that because he doesn't want anything to detract from the team. So and it's almost like they're trying to make his decisions for him. Yeah, you know? and, and Eddie won't do what the media are telling yeah. him to do. So the more people keep shouting about Danny Cipriani being in that squad, he's more likely to not be in it. So it's kind of a... No, it's, it's kind of his, not his own fault, but he's kind of suffering from his own hype that people think he's so good, they keep badgering him that he should be in the team, in yeah. the team. I think it's kind of having the the reserve, the, the, the different effect that, that it really wants. So That must be so annoying. It must be tough for him because he played so well. Um, but he's even come out and said, I understand that I've got two very good players in my position. Um, yeah, you have to say that. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just go, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I would say that. I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, that's like, the thing. You can't, we can't. You, you know, you see, like in NFL, they can just say what they want. They on, yeah. Like in rugby, we just can't. You've just got to keep your head down and say, "Oh yeah, you're really looking forward to hope the boys do really well." And yeah, there, there's well, obviously because it's, it's just it's, it reflects badly. Speaking of NFL, though, one of your that, that who was it who went Christian over? Wade, yeah, Christian yeah. Wade went over to NFL. He played for the Bills, scored an unbelievable touchdown, but then got dropped. Yeah, <laughs> so that, I don't think I don't he went. I'm gonna make it, <laughs> and then he's now been dropped. <laughs> He and, he's just in bu- and he's just in job. Buffalo. <laughs> Is he still there? Oh, I don't know. I'm kidding. Well, Andrew, his, his touchdown was unbelievable. Unreal. I think there's some rule where if they do these overseas talent programs and you can't get picked in the first squad, apparently. That's what he keeps telling him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's a bit like oh, me. I'm just a family man. <laughs> family <laughs> comes vague. first. Yeah, Danny's like, but I think family he... comes first. This is, this is what it is. He's on the practice squad. He's, I think he's earning good money still over there. And it's a hell of a, to, be, to take the risk of, I think we talk about, you, know, how you have to have a second career when you play rugby because we don't earn an, enough money to stop when you finish. You have yeah. to find a job straight away. Mm. So, um, that's a scary. That's a scary part of it. Is, it is scary, and that's definitely something where, when I speak to the young lads, the academy boys now in the who come into the club into the environment, is do something on the outside because I wish I, I wish I had. You know, I've seen so many mates have to retire early from injuries or fall out of form, don't get a job anymore, and you literally go from earning really good money to to nothing. It, it can be tough, and that then leads on to the problems we talked about before: the anxiety, the depression. So many boys have suffered with that. So I'm very much an advocate of people doing things on the outside to to help because it doesn't last for long. The sport. Um, what do you think, Danny? What do you think the sport has taught? What do you think you've learned? You know, and you're still you're 32 years old. It's so young. But what do you think it's taught you? What do you think you've learned, like mostly about yourself and about life in a sense? Yeah, I think um, a bit of resilience. I think probably like we talked about earlier, you do have a lot of negative things happen to you a lot of knockbacks and you have to find a way to just get back on on track and uh, get back on the horse and go again because it won't wait for you you know what I mean it's it's very cutthroat as soon as there's someone younger fitter get you on less get them on get him in on less money you know I'm in Chelsea isn't it yeah (laughs) fuck I'm still here god (laughs) yeah gotta start thinking about what else to do You're out. You're out the door. So it's it's one of those. You have to be on your toes. Look, I, I'm, I've been. I, I'm so lucky to have done what I love. What I love doing for the amount of time I've done it. I've hopefully got a few more years left. But um, I've I've always been interested in the media side of things. So I've been doing a lot of that um, over the past few years because that's something that I'd love to 
to go into post Mate, you'd be perfect for that. Mate, okay. honestly, I'm not just saying that to... to well, it sounds like you're already doing it. Yeah we, do, yeah, we yeah. do a bit with the podcast. Yeah. We do a bit with ITV for World Cup and BBC with the radio stuff, so... But you're, and, also, you're, and also doing that, and you're still playing at the moment, that's a pretty good thing, right? That's yeah, the, the timing of this injury has actually worked out quite well. James. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, there so you go. everything happens for a reason. You know? Everything happens for a reason, mate. Right, we got to that moment, Francis, where you have to uh, tell us the answer to the question of the week. Well, this doesn't happen very often, but you are actually both right. What do you mean? England, Scotland. Oh, that's it, man. Eng- there the we first go. international rugby match was well, between England and Scotland. Yeah, well, I think that wasn't that hard. To, I think that no, I know, but like, you know, I guess you guys might not have got it. So it was, I, I don't think many of our listeners knew that. I don't think they did. Hey, Danny, also, I've got to ask you a quick question because Hugo sent me another message. Well, here we go. Uh, do you have any shit tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> 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 as as do you. Right? Yeah, as do I. As do I. What tattoos do you have? Uh, Any ones that you haven't told anyone about? Uh, I, th- I still don't think my mum knows about one of them on my ass. Really? What does it? Does Hugo have one of those as well? Hugo does have one of those. Yeah. yeah. Four of us were in Vegas, very very drunk, uh, and it was Hugo's idea. He was like, "Let's go get a tattoo." Let's go, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, when you walk through the. For the pool party to the in the hotel. There's tattoo parlors there, which is She's brilliant, brilliant business. <laughs> yeah. Great for business. Uga was like, "Let's get married. Let's get married." They're like, yeah. "No, okay, let's get a tattoo. Let's get a tattoo. Let's so, do yeah. something we're gonna regret." <laughs> yeah. So what did you, you went in there? So we went in there and we were we were we had we'd had a few beers and we were pretty lively and he was like, "Oh, let's do something like yeah." There's a crew of us here. It's a great crew. It's like crazy. Some <laughs> might say it's an elite crew. <laughs> Oh, no. And we were like, yeah, 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 it is, it is. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're an elite, we're, we're an elite crew. And at the time, Twitter, as you know a lot about, Jeff, <laughs> yeah, was was kind of the trend. So someone was like, well, hang on a sec, let's not just put elite. Why don't we go hashtag elite <laughs> and put it on our backsides? And we were, and apparently, we were like, yeah, great, great idea. So, and it's not. It's not small either. <laughs> it's not as I see. Uh, I see you no. guys before. So there's Ugo. Jo- Ugo is it's not small. It's right on there, isn't it? And Who U- else has Ugo it? Ugo and Jordan have obviously got darker skin than me. So you know you can't really see it as much <laughs> as you can see it on my pale white ass. So yeah, we've got hashtag elite on our. It's so cheeks. funny with with Ugo man. He I, when I first spoke to Ugo, he was at like he goes he sort of he went uh, you been to Vegas mate and I went. And before I could answer, he went 12 times me. (laughs) And I went, went, sorry, what? Did you just answer your question to me? (laughs) Yeah, 12 times. Uh, (laughs) He loves Vegas. Well well done, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, he loves Vegas. Have you been to Vegas? I've been to Vegas once, but I I filmed out there, but I haven't actually done it properly. Is it fun? We should do do a podcast. Danny, we Danny, mate, we're fucking best mates yeah, now, boy. Right. Hey, Danny, listen. So, when you we, did you do a stag do when you got married? Did you do one of those? I did. We, we went to Ibiza for my stag. Did you fun? Yeah, very, very fun. Ah, oh, dude, see, there we go. I'm just thinking about stag dudes getting babies. Thing, yeah, this is it. Uh, right, uh, Danny, I uh, would like to read you a little bit of my diary, if that's okay with you. Please do. Sit back, relax, mm. and just chill out. Francis, you ready? <clears throat> Monday. Monday, what was the date? <laughs> it's just, I'm reading the first one, I can't understand what I've written. Now, do you, you actually do a diary? Yeah. yeah, have you oh, done your diary? Yeah, well, why don't you do your one? I always do my one. Yours will be funnier. Will it? Yeah, go on, you do your one. My one's not that funny this week. I just sort of make a joke, but it's not that funny. Uh, you do your you one. Make a joke. Don't beat yourself up. I'm sure it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Mine's it's more like um, informative. <laughs> 
What? So you just tell people no, what's happening? No, because it was about. But no, it's about the tr- time capsule. Okay, so well, Danny, here's Francis's <laughs> diary. Right, here we go. Opening a, opening a time capsule from my first year of university has been a peculiar and unique experience. So many forgotten treasures and memories. So many things I'd clearly blanked from my memory. Can so you I'm, tell Danny quickly what happened in the last Yeah, one? so basically I forgot a trunk at uh, Edinburgh. Okay. Uh, for, like, Not what, an elephant's trunk. It's okay. like <laughs> a proper trunk. <laughs> cool yeah, trunk. Yeah. With, like from my first year of university, at the end of it, I, dropped, I, I left it in storage and, oh, I, okay. and I didn't go and pick it up for 12 years. Wow. And he opened it up. That's what I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what is in it either. A load of cash. Right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I reckon just a few bodies. I reckon he killed a few people and stuffed them in there. No, no. So, so many things I clearly blanked from my memory, some for good reason. It has had quite an impact on me. Aside from the obvious journey down memory lane, it provides a revealing look back into the mind of the 20 year old me. What an absolute gangster I was. <laughs> I discovered all of my old diaries, which I had totally forgotten about, filled with poems, Polaroids of my first proper girlfriend. <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're, you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer. That's what you are. Not my diary. Yeah, 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 ske- Polaroids of you. Sketches, your- songs. No, I mean, it was, it, obviously that was, the, that was at the time that we were going out, so yeah. it was obviously oh, all in there. So she knew she was she kn- being yeah, She knew she was being photographed. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, I actually I sent it <laughs> yes. to her. I sent it to her because um, I thought it was funny. <clears throat> Sketches, songs, but most poignantly, my, f- my early explorations into the mechanics of a good joke it reminded me how many hours I spent toiling away trying to write jokes in secret at school and university when I should have really been doing my work. I wrote a lot of what I, uh, what I, w- I wrote a lot of what I would now classify as joke attempts, uh, but I really didn't get it. This isn't false humility. I'll be the first to admit that most things come quite naturally to me. But for some reason, the ability to craft a good joke of the standard of my comedy heroes was always, had always frustratingly evaded me. I knew what I liked and the types of jokes that I wanted to write, but I could never seem to figure it out. Is this your memoirs? <laughs> is this your memoirs? Is this is where listening to your memoirs? Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get a book deal, right, guys? Come on. <laughs> <clears throat> it was that's what I mean it's not a, it was just more like no, uh, hey man hey continue it like was it. like it was like this unsolvable riddle what I now know with the benefit of years of with a year of stage time under my belt is that the missing piece of the puzzle was the feedback you get from an audience which guides and sharpens your instincts well, that's very lovely without this you're oh, basically <laughs> without this you're basically learning trying to learn how to swim I didn't. I, I, <laughs> you started there, just learning how to swim. Without this, you're just trying to learn how to swim. Hey, Danny, have you ever tried stand up before? No. I think you should try and do it, mate. I think it would be. I think it's the hardest job in the world. Yeah, I think. No, it's, I, I mean, mean going to war. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, Danny? Do you know what is the hardest job in the world? Please do. Being a dad. Yeah. No. Honestly, <laughs> the turmoil. Surely that's the easiest. <laughs> You don't even need to do anything. You don't no, need to so, like. So tough. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it, buddy? Tough tough hey, hey, Danny, man. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It really means absolutely world, well, and and you you are a hundred percent a hero of mine. Even though it, I sound like a joke, you really are. Um, uh, dude, listen, go and check out your podcast. Um, go and check that. Follow you on Instagram, Danny Care as well. Uh, you've been an absolute dream to have on today, and thank you. It's been, been one of my favorite podcasts. I freaking loved it. Honestly, Thanks. I swear to God, yeah. it, it, it was just easy. We could started, we'd spoken for about an hour and a half. Um, Danny, what we'd like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love it. You just went, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, Francis. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, here we go. You got this. Come on. You come on, Daddy. You got this. Go into your coaching zone. Something inspirational. Oh, wow. Um, what do you wake up in the mirror, look in the mirror every morning and go, Danny Care, you say that, you say to yourself. You look, you're such a good family man. <laughs> <laughs> Be a good family man, guy. You, 
You're such a good dad. <laughs> God, you're a good dad. <laughs> hashtag elite. Yeah, hashtag elite. There we go. No, what do you God, Give us like inspirational. Go for it. Oh, um, what do you live by? I definitely live by to not die wondering. That's freaking. You happy with that? That's, yeah, that's unbelievable. Mm. Let's get that tattooed. I like to live by that. I've got everything happens for a reason as well. My yeah. mom, that's another shit tattoo. Because <laughs> <laughs> it Pan. really, it really doesn't. When, I mean, when you look at the facts, it, what it, was the reason that tattoo happened? What a rest, I think. Oh uh, well, Badger, we <laughs> <laughs> we liked having you on the show. Can't wait to find out what that means. <laughs> Come on, Badger, <laughs> Danny Kerr, thank you so much. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Woo! Cheers, boys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.